welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Thank you so much for joining and listening to Real People, Real Talk. In this episode, I'm going to share the tea and air out some of my dirty laundry. But first, I ask that you subscribe to the podcast and share this with your friends. And when you share it, man, tag me on Instagram. Um, the handle for the show is real people underscore real talk. Um, the words and letters all together. Real people underscore real talk. I know that I promised a self-care episode, but I had to go ahead and just, you know, get this off my chest. And let me just give you a disclaimer. I am not a doctor. I am not a therapist. I'm just a fellow struggler sharing my story during Mental Health Awareness Month. And so, as you know, you saw the type of this episode, the title of this episode and what I'm going to talk about is that depression doesn't discriminate. And in this episode, I'm going to deal with and share with you my story, uh, how I made it and how I am making it. And in part two, that's what I'm going to deal with in a different way and just talk about research and stats, scripture, and it's going to be super practical. And I also want to say uh, to my family and friends, if this is your first time hearing this, I'm sorry that I didn't share this with you sooner. Um, I already had a conversation with my wife and my parents, wanted them to hear this from me before they heard it from me on the podcast. Uh, I'm not going to go in a chronological order, uh, but I'm going to kind of reverse it. And start with the most recent. And the reason why I say depression doesn't discriminate a little about me, I am an extrovert. Uh, sometimes I can be an introvert if I'm in a new season or a new area or a new, new place. Um, but I am an extrovert. I am energized when I'm around people. I am outgoing, always smiling, laughing, clowning around, being petty in a good way. Um, I am a pastor. I am a Christian. Um, but depression doesn't discriminate. I would say the most recent bout with this occurred during COVID-19. And I'll honestly, as I looked up the terms, I don't think this would be considered depression, but I was feeling down would probably be the most accurate term. But to be honest with y'all, COVID really hit me hard the first week, man. And this is real people, real talk. So I'm about to get honest and transparent. Um, this, this COVID-19, it destroyed my comfortable illusion of normalcy and control. Cause if you think about it, I mean, life is one transition from this life to the next and life is full of transitions. Um, I hear a lot of prayer requests as a pastor and the recurring one is transition. So we're always in transition, which is why I say it destroyed my illusion of normalcy and it destroyed my illusion of control because, man, I am never in control. Uh, I was facing a lot of dis- a lot of disappointment because in the job and church that I work at, Champion Forest Baptist Church, so blessed to work there, we was having and gaining a lot of momentum, specifically in my area as it relates to college students and young adults. We was going to do our first camp. We was going to go to Collegiate Week, and we was going to go up there a little bit earlier so we can visit uh, and worship with Pastor Mike Todd at Transformation Church. Like 
we really wanted to to be a part of that. So we had those plans. And during my tenure, we was about to go on our first mission trip. And I was super excited about that. I was going to go to Camp Living Water in Louisiana, where my wife uh, works at during the summer. Um, so those two things have been canceled. I was scheduled to preach in the chapel service um, one of the, the weekend when COVID really hit. And I was super excited and blessed for that opportunity. My wife's family, well, my, my family, uh, my brother-in-law and mother-in-law, and their family was going to come in town and support me and had, you know, had it all planned out. But COVID hit, and that's when things really got real. And if you know anything about Texas, when the rodeo is canceled, um, that's when you know that you're in trouble. So, man, it was, I was facing a lot of disappointment personally, no more pastoring in person, uh, no more playing basketball and talking trash and really enjoying the competition. Uh, no more traveling because we were sheltering at home and can only come out for essential things. So I threw myself into my work, called everyone, what, me and the, lead, the leadership team and I, we called or text everyone on our role of college students and young adults just to reach out to them. And the leadership team helped me to shepherd our people. And then um, I shepherd even more our leadership team text them. Um, some weeks will call them all another week, sent them all cards. And then, you know, our numbers were dwindling. So as I was, you know, ministering, you know, it was tough. And so I asked this question, like who pastors the pastor? Um, I'm, I'm blessed and privileged to go to a church that has a counseling center. And so I want to thank Eduardo Salazar for being my counselor pastor. He, I get the best of both worlds and he really um, helped me out. So the first 10 days was rough, but I am in a much better place now, as you can tell, um, starting this starting this podcast and sharing my story and sharing hope. And towards the end, I want to tell you specifically how I bounce back. So if I was to rewind to 2014 in New Orleans, this is probably when I would say it was mild depression. Because before going to New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, as you hear me allude to, I felt like I was on top of the world at Mississippi College. I had started a ministry called Lighthouse Ministry. Um, they literally had a a picture of me, a banner that was on the campus. So there was some pride there and happiness with that. Um, had a wonderful job doing ministry. Had a beautiful girlfriend that's now my wife, Ariel. Had free housing. It doesn't get any better than that. But the Lord used Dr. Pratt to stir something in my heart. Uh, Dr. Pratt was my immediate supervisor at the time. He used him to stir something in my heart for something greater and to go to seminary and to learn and be to learn and to get the tools necessary to take my you know, ministry, my preaching and pastoring to the next level. And I'm so glad that I did in a future episode. I'm going to tell you more about the ramifications of that decision. But I had moved to New Orleans. I'm from Vicksburg, Mississippi. But now I'm in a new city. I'm in a new state. And the only thing I knew about New Orleans was some of the stuff that, you know, you would hear on the news about, you know, murder and just different things. But when I got there, I realized, you know, that New Orleans is a very great place. It's a great and have a lot of great people. You just got to know where to be or where not to be, just like any other city. So really be careful what you listen to in the news. And then also as it relates to like visiting my, my parents, gas was at a, at an all time high, at least in my, my recollection, I went to look it up, but gas in new Orleans 
in Louisiana was at $3.23. That was crazy. I had to find a new church. And this was going to be the first time that I called another man pastor, because up until that point, only person I called pastor was my dad. I am a pastor's kid. I transitioned from an apartment to a dorm. So that was a huge transition for me. And this this one of the kickers that really brought on this mild depression. My income was cut in half and my bills doubled. Let me repeat this so you can get that picture. My income was cut in half and my bills doubled. Um, I gained some weight. I basically lived at Taco Bell, Popeye's, and Cane's while I was in seminary. That's the closest three places to the seminary. And I, I lived there and gained a lot of weight and dealt with um, death in the family. My uncle passed away. And this this hit me hard because this was an uncle that he lived next door to my mom and dad. And so one of my uncles that I just saw the most and he attended our church. I loved him. He loved me. And he would always side note here. He would always say, man, we need a doctor in the family. And so doctorate coming soon, man. Um, let me, let me write that down. Doctorate coming soon. Got to get into that. And his death really struck me hard because I am a firm believer that God is a God of miracles and he heals. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we prayed and we fast. We spoke the word, anointing him with oil, you know, everything that the scripture says. And God still said no. And he passed away. And that was a struggle. That was a huge struggle for me from a theological point of view. Like we we prayed the prayer. We fast. We did everything the Bible say. And he still died. But I learned that, you know, the same God that says yes, he says no. And looking back on it, uh, the Lord took my uncle at the best time. He he took my uncle when he got saved. And I'm so glad he didn't take him before he got saved. But I never stopped going after Jesus. And I kept, you know, living life. And I'm going to offer more hope after this last segment. And so this this last one, I kind of not really say the best for last, but say the worst for last will be the moderate depression that I dealt with around 2010, 2011. It's when I was at Mississippi College. I was a getting ready to be a fifth year senior. It was three triggers. Number one, it was ministry issues. Some things was going on in Lighthouse Ministries and my first real breakup. And then the main thing that caused the depression was I was not graduating on time. And just to, to go into a little bit more depth, but like with the, the ministry issues, had some close friends that was a part of the leadership team and they end up leaving the leadership team and not helping in the ministry anymore. And like our friendship, you know, didn't didn't really last. And that was that was very hurtful when I when I love I love heart. But um, to the date of this podcast, like those those persons that I'm referring to since that time, I have reached out to them and we are on good terms. So it's the irony of being a pastor. I was leading Lighthouse Ministries, but still experiencing darkness. Depression has no, depression does not discriminate. And I was preaching through the pain. Then the second thing, uh, went through my first breakup. My parents were very strict with me. So I really didn't, I really didn't date in high school. 
And so this was like the first quote unquote real official breakup. So that um, affected me. So whenever a first, whenever something happens for the first time, it always kind of rocks. Like, oh, like, how do I handle this? Um, but with those two issues, the ministry issue, I've learned, you know, people come and people go. And with regards to the breakup, there's almost they're always more fish in the sea. But the thing that caused the most um, depression and just feeling down was the fact that I knew that I was going to be graduating a year late. And what that meant was another year of school, another year of living in a dorm, another year of Mississippi College high tuition, room and board, plus interest on the student loans. Guys, it was so hurtful that in May of 2011, I attended the graduation and my friends that went to Mississippi College, they can relate to this part that I'm about to say. I was in the late sex. I was in the late section, which is stage right all the way at the top. I sit there every graduation. I don't get there early, but I but I digress. And so here I am watching all the people that was that I came, you know, I I was part of their freshman class. And I'm up there just looking at all the people that, you know, I remember coming in at freshman orientation four years before they're graduating, they're moving on, and I felt left behind and to be honest something that i struggle with perfectionism like i want to get you know i want to get it right and i really fell in love with achievements and love accomplishments but in that moment well i felt like a a cheap i felt like a failure because i wasn't used to um not succeeding academically because i mean when i was at, at vicksburg high school i graduated number five in my class so this was new to me and friends, like to be to be honest, I I really I, I did not struggle with suicide. It's not a part of my testimony, but I do remember when I visited my family for the summer. I was by the river, one of my favorite places to go there and think and look out, uh, look over the river, and just you know just thinking and enjoy. And while I was there, this thought just crossed my mind really fast. It was like you know what, just you know things not going well, just drive off into the river. I was like, nah, life, life ain't, you know, life ain't that bad. And I hear me, out, I'm not making fun of suicide, but part of my testimony, I was like, no devil, I'm not going out that way. But let me, let me share this with you. If you are struggling with suicide, let me tell you this. You are not alone. You are loved and you have a lot to live for. Suicide, it's, it's not the answer. The pain doesn't end when you die. It just transfers to the people that you love. So if you're hearing this and you're, you're thinking about it, man, put the knife down, put the gun down, put the pills down, put that belt down. You have a lot to live for. And so at, at this time, this was my first experience with counseling. And because um, at that time it was a stigma, you know, it's a stigma when it comes to mental health in the church community and also in the, in the African-American community. And so no, uh, I don't think none of my, aside, aside of two of my friends, I don't think nobody really knew because that summer, man, we, we did a, a road trip to New Orleans, a road trip to the beach, went to concerts, um, got a new job that was paying more. And like life was good on the outside, but on the inside, it was tough and had two friends. Um, I, had, I had a lot of friends, but these two in particular, um, Javari and Nixon, Nicole Brown, they really helped me through that time. 
and in a sense, they carried me. And friends, you need people in your life that will carry you when you can't walk anymore. I want to tell you this, that when Jesus was, when Jesus was on his way to the cross, he needed help with the cross. And the Roman soldiers made this guy help him with his cross. Now we're talking about Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. If Jesus himself needed help with him with his cross, surely you're going to need help carrying your cross. And when I use that term carrying your cross, I mean, just navigating through life. So let me encourage you, please don't do life alone. Don't suffer in silence. Speak up, speak out and and just go get help. And so uh, I believe it's my first time publicly sharing those three bouts of just being down and depression. Um, But I don't want to just leave it at that moment. I just want to offer you some hope and let you know how I made it through and just talk a little bit more about depression. Like friends, like what good parent would get mad at their child for having a headache? Like, how does that look? If you're a parent, you go to your child and you're so upset because they have a headache in the same way. God isn't angry or disappointed when you have a heartache, and in this case, heartache being known as depression. Being depressed does not mean that you're weak. It means that you're human. I've heard it said like this, that depression is the common code of life. Hear that. Depression is the common code of life. Common code of life. Which means we all struggle with it at different times and to various degrees. But if you're struggling mentally, and you pursue help, this doesn't mean that you're less than a man. Put that put that down. It doesn't mean that you're less than a woman or that you're less than a mom or less than a dad or less than a person or student. So I just want to offer you three things that really help me make it through, starting with the most important one first. It's Jesus, man. Jesus. I stay connected to the Lord in prayer. Even though I was in pain, I never stopped praying. Even though I fell down, I never stopped reading my Bible. I probably wasn't as consistent during those times. But being honest here, I never stopped going to church. And it was it was my relationship with the Lord that really got me through those tough times. And that's really getting me through uh, tough times now and the tough times I'm going to face in the future. One scripture in particular was Proverbs 3. It says to to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he shall make straight your paths. We got to put our faith in God. I want to encourage you feel depressed or even stressed that do what you can. And trust God to do what you cannot do. I want to encourage you and speak truth and speak life and speak encouragement to keep the faith in our faithful God. Friends, let me tell you about God. God does the very best things in the very best times, in the very best ways for the very best purposes. You can trust him. And the second thing that really helped me through the first and foremost was was my relationship with Jesus Christ. But the second thing was my support system. Y'all, I'm obviously biased, but I got the best parents in the world. I have a praying mother 
that was with me, even though I didn't share all this with her at that time, had a praying mother. I have a praying mother and encouraging father and other people in my life, family and friends. And also, so that was a huge part of my support system, leaning into those relationships. So if you're struggling, don't, please don't isolate yourself. Pain grows in the darkness. Do not isolate yourself. And a part of that support system, and I mentioned this in the previous podcast, was was counseling. Let me give you an example. If my tooth starts hurting, I'm going to, because I believe in God, I'm going to pray that the pain go away and maybe may even take something for it. But if the hurt lasts long enough and it hurts bad enough, I'm going to pray again and then I'm going to make an appointment with the dentist so I can go get some professional help. In the same way, when you're struggling or hurting mentally and emotionally, seek help. And please hear me when I say this. It's okay not to be okay. It's okay to feel what you feel, but it's not okay for you not to get help. And the third thing that I did and continue to do and going to do an entire podcast on this and maybe a mini series is and just my self-care routine and self-care, you know, is is not it's not selfish. Even in the great commandments, when it said when God said love, love him and to love others, he said love others, even as you love yourself. All right. So self-care is not selfish. But we'll, we'll break that down in a later episode. But I pursued joy. I didn't wait on things to happen to bring me happiness or to bring me joy. I pursued my hobbies and some of the things that I did at those different times was playing basketball, playing spades, road trips. So some of you know my main hobbies that I had and do have. And so I just want to leave you with this. If you are, you know, struggling mentally and emotionally, or you maybe even feel depressed once again, these three things, first and foremost, because these three things are not on the same level, first and foremost would be Jesus. Pray to him. Get in your word. Google encouraging scriptures and read and meditate on it and get that in your heart. And don't neglect your church community, even though now it's it's virtually and online. But we, you know, through Zoom and breakout rooms, we're able to to connect. And the second one was just that support system and have some people in your life. They can speak truth to you. They can love when you encourage you and pray for you when you don't want to pray for yourself. Have a support system. Community community matters, man. You need people in your life that will help you carry your cross, will help you navigate this thing that we call life. And a part of this, this support system, if this if this is your, your story, this is your case, man, seek after counseling, man. And then develop a self-care routine. Just a routine that you are really just, you know, take care of yourself. And that looks different for people. Maybe your self-care routine right now needs to be prayer, like more prayer, more time in the word. Or for some, maybe yours is you need to sleep and stop trying to get by on three and four hours and sleep. Sleep really is a form of rest. It's like, all right, I'm going to bed. I can't fix everything. I'm going to, to trust God. All right. Those are just a few ways, but another episode coming soon. But I want to encourage you to listen to this song that really helped me to make it through. It was it's it's an old one, but it's a good one. It's Never Would Have Made It by Marvin Sapp. Let me just read to you some of these lyrics. It's so powerful and ministers to you. It says, I never would have made it without you. I would have lost my mind a long time ago. 
if it had not been for you. But now I'm stronger. I'm wiser. I'm better. So much better. I made it through this storm and I made it through this test so you can carry me through this mess. And I know I didn't do this on the other episodes, but I really feeling led to um, just offer up a prayer before I conclude. So, Lord, to those that that are hurting and just struggling mentally and emotionally and may feel alone, I pray that you just wrap them in your loving arms and that they will feel a touch from you. They will feel your presence. And I pray that you just bring people into their life that's going to carry them. Lord, I pray that you will heal their heart, soothe their emotions, help them to cope with COVID. And we thank you that everything that we go through has to bow at the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, as you know, I'm usually very upbeat, but just with the subject matter of this podcast, I just wanted to come to you straight from the heart and share my story. And I hope it blesses you. And friends, if this has if this podcast has has blessed you or encouraged you, I ask for a favor. I ask that you would subscribe. I ask that you would rate it and review it. And then also ask that you would connect with me. If you have topics that you want me to cover, you have permission to slide into my DMs and just, you know, just to share with me the the topics that you want me to cover. And once again, my Instagram handle for the show is real people underscore real talk all together and just and just let me know. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. In the upcoming episode, we're going to talk about depression part two. And of course, we got self-care coming up. And the last thing that I want to say to you is to keep hope alive. Don't give up. Ultimate hope is found in Christ alone. God bless you. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your evening.